0: Hi, hello, namaste to all my listeners. I'm your host, Sartak Varshney. And I welcome you all to the Balls of Steel Show. Where you get an insight into the business mindset of the entrepreneurs. Dhandoni Soch.
1: So hi guys and welcome back to the Balls of Steel Show. So today, I'll say I've got Uber. Okay, I'm kidding. I, I, I haven't got Uber, but... When I, uh, when I read about the company, okay, uh, the company said Uber for trucking. I was like, I need to have this guest on my show. And the whole idea is very exciting because Uber for trucking to me sounds like, you know, uh, like, for example, I, I need to shift places and I need a truck right away within like 10 minutes to uh, like shift my all the home stuff. I don't know how I'm going to do it. So that's my idea. But uh, we're going to explore the whole idea, the business and the founder together, guys. But yes, this is your brief for the starting point that this is Uber for trucking. So with that said, let me not delay it any further. And let me welcome on board Arham Pratap Singh from Trucknetic. Hi, Arham. How are you?
2: Hi, Satik. I'm doing wonderful. How's it going with you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm super excited. It's Republic Day and we're doing this recording So lovely, and I'm really excited, Arham, to, you know, explore your journey and your business because, you know, as I said, when I read it, Uber for trucking, my God, I am excited to know that. So, Arham, let me start with our signature question, okay, that what is the business that you are into because of which we are going to say that you've got the balls of steel?
2: Sure. Uh, thank you, Sati, first of all, to having me here. Uh, it's a pleasure to be, you know, conversing with you and uh, to kind of, you know, share what Trucknetic is and why we deserve to be here. <laughs> right. Uh, so, Truckneric is a tech-first logistics company uh, that is redefining digital freight services by establishing a marketplace uh, essentially for shippers and carriers using high-end technologies, uh Uh, such as artificial intelligence, automation, and other software services, through which it is providing both front loads and return loads. Uh, So trucknetic is made of two words, truck and kinetic, which means that a truck should always have a kinetic energy. Uh, Ultimately, Mm -hmm. every truck should be in the motion is our main goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, So essentially, we call ourselves the Uber for the trucking sector. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our our tagline is think truck, think Trucknetic. Okay. So 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 it's it's like the problem that you know uh we are trying to solve over here the cost of logistics in India is very high which is right. around 14 to 18% of GDP as an expense as My compared God. to 8 to 10% globally. So okay. there's a huge delta of around 6% right. over here in India which can be attributed to a lot of reasons starting mm. from you know the regulations that we do have the infrastructure but majorly mm. it's because of the demand supply mismatch and right. there we fit ourselves in. Also okay. the problem of, you know, unorganized market, it's highly un- fragmented. Uh, there's a lot of cyclicity and seasonality in the business. Uh, uh, when it comes to, you know, acetalization, it's quite low al- less than 50% out of 12 million trucks. Right. Uh, also the, the biggest problem that, you know, uh, you know, we do have in here in the country when it comes to trucking, mm-hmm. it's the wastage of kilometers and miles without freight where for example if is coming from uh, shipping the material from delhi to bombay
3: right.
2: uh, once they reach bombay they d- they don't have you know a return load because they have right. to look out for the return load for themselves there would not be any uh, pre-book duty that they would have so they have to take massive haircuts right. on to the return you know freight whereas the cost will be exactly the same in terms of uh, the cost of fuel, uh, right. the overhead expenses of the driver, the expenses that they're going to incur during the transit. So so that's where we do come in, where we do provide both front loads and return loads in a seamless way using high-end technology, such as artificial intelligence and machine learning, where we do demand forecasting before they kind of, uh, you know, unload the material in Bombay, they are uh, available for multiple loads. So, uh, essentially, we are trying to become one-stop solution for any of the trucking needs in the country.
1: Okay. So, it's, very first yeah. and basic question. Is it B2B? Is it B2C?
2: It's both. It's both. Uh, it's it's anybody who needs trucks Sarthak under the sun, whether it's an individual, whether it's a corporate, whether it's government, whether it's a trader, or uh, MSME, um, okay. you know, we cater to every single one. You know, in terms of that, B2G, B2C, B2B, whatever you call. But for us, it's like providing trucks.
1: Providing trucks. So
2: we do have two applications. Mm -hmm. One is for trucknetic carrier, and another is for trucknetic shipper. Mm -hmm. Shipper includes, as we have just talked about, Mm -hmm. individual, uh, government, corporates, MSME, and traders. Mm -hmm. When it comes to carriers, we do uh, cater to small fleet owners and Mm -hmm. transporters.
1: Okay. Okay. I get this. So, we've got two applications. One for the carrier, one for the shipper. Okay. So, very amazing idea, Arham. Like, very, very, very amazing idea. Very honestly. And uh, I guess I did then make the made the right statement saying that uh, if I want to switch places and I need to truck, I can come back to Trucknetic, right? 100%. Oh, my God. So, so guys, my statement has been proven right with the company themselves, the founder themselves. Okay. I... This idea is insane because this problem is as big as you can think of. And honestly, I had no clue until unless Arham told me right now that the uh, the trucking and the logistics cost is about the whole transactions are about 14% of the GDP. That's insane amount. That it's, that's literally an insane amount of money. When the global transactions are happening about 8%, that's that's really great. So, Arham, now that you have explained it in a precise, yet understandable format i would like you to break down the whole process like how does this whole work so we'll start to understand it one by one okay let's first start to understand from the consumer's perspective like how does a consumer come to you like how right and how does the whole process work for him help us understand that sure
2: sure so there are two models so when it comes to the shippers Mm -hmm. uh so we have bucketed our corporate And government clients separately, and MSMEs, traders, and individuals separately. Okay. So, uh, corporates and government, they do work on contractual basis in general. Okay. So they don't need to, uh, uh, you know, uh, put uh, kind of, you know, get into our online uh, application, download it, and then process the order. Mm -hmm. So for them, it's very simple. They do yearly contract uh, contract with us, where Mm -hmm. they would say that okay, we do have around. For example, 50,000 metric tons in a year that you need to uh, kind of move for us uh, mm-hmm. in a duration of an entire year. So okay. in that case, our, you know we do become a trucknetic shipper. Uh, uh, so trucknetic shipper becomes the you know uh, registered user over there into okay. the application. And uh, on the behalf of those particular customers, they scout the trucks. So okay. that's a model when it comes to the government and corporate. Mm-hmm. But the other model that we do have, uh, it's primarily through the application end to
1: end. Okay. So, uh,
2: for any MSME individual or trader, mm-hmm. they just need to download our application from Play Store, uh, which is Trucknetic Shipper. Okay. Once they do that, they need to uh, punch in their mobile number mm-hmm. with the OTP that will gonna come. They just need to put in, and voila, they'll gonna be onto our platform. Okay. It's as simple as that. It's less than a two seconds sort of process. Okay. So the, the the first thing that they would see will be a search engine. Mm-hmm. For example, supposedly. Sarthic if you need to move uh relocate probably from Bombay to elsewhere or somewhere where are you located right now? Right. So you just need to put in that okay, uh, the uh, from city where right. you would want to move the material or move uh, maybe
3: huh. uh,
2: the packages huh. uh to two location where you would want to uh, move the material to
3: huh.
2: with the type of commodity and the quantity in okay. terms of tonnage, in terms of number of packages. And in the real time you would be able to connect mm-hmm. with uh, a list of uh, you know transporters who are gonna be providing you the trucks where you can okay. directly coordinate with them right and your entity will be masked until and unless okay. you would want it to be revealed to them okay so that's like a free search engine where you come you you explore you see and that's 100 free of cost okay but if you would want to work with our verified you know carriers which are like verified truck providers then right. you need to take a couple of extra steps. Okay. one is you need to uh, on board with us uh, and do a kyc which okay. again would wouldn't take more than 10 minutes where mm-hmm. you would want to put in the basic details if, it's, if you are an individual uh, you just need to put your name aadhaar card and pan and right. uh, uh, also your bank account details and you are good to go if you are a company then you probably need to also put in the gst details and right. that's about it uh within the five minutes through our apis you're gonna be able to get a verified kyc mm. then you would have a a plan of you know if you're an individual we would not be charging anything from you okay we would be just making money off the difference in you know what we're gonna get a truck for okay. versus what we're gonna be selling which can be as low as 10 rupees per metric ton which, God, which, okay. which is nothing right. as compared to uh when it comes to the uh, you know MSMEs and traders, they they do they can either work with us on commission basis or subscription basis. Commission okay. will be 20 rupees per metric ton, but uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, so for example, if there's somebody who wants to move a bulk, you know, uh, like coal uh, from Bombay to Delhi, then they just need to pay us 20 rupees per metric ton, uh-huh. uh, under which their vehicle will be insured while it is in transit as well. Uh-huh. So uh, or they can take a subscription package, uh, whereas for example, if they would take for 1000 metric tons in a year time the cost which is 20 rupees as a commission right now which will come down to somewhere around 15 to 18 rupees okay and if they would take a 10000 metric tons then it can come as low as 5 to 7 rupees per metric ton Okay. So that's a simple model uh, uh where they can work on either commission uh, or subscription if if they think that they do have a regular movement.
1: Right, right.
2: Uh, so that's that's how the shippers work. Our uh, our shipping uh, our, our shipper platform, you know, end-to-end logistic that we are providing where we are providing uh you know, trucks at the competitive rates, uh mm-hmm. 100% tracking, we are providing transit insurance. Also we have you know tied up with different nbfc's for example if you don't have money to pay uh-huh. uh, you know in advance then you can uh we can help you out to directly open a credit line with an nbfc
3: okay. which will
2: give you the credit uh, right. so for example msmes and traders they require credit at times
3: right so True. that
2: wouldn't be a problem according to your civil score uh, uh-huh. a credit rate, uh, credit will be provided to you uh, uh-huh. directly with the nbfc Okay. And we do provide you the transit insurance by uh-huh. spending as low as two rupees per metric ton. You can okay. get your material insured uh, from Bombay to Delhi, for example. The case that we have been right. talking about, mm-hmm. and it's a gamified platform where for every transaction that you do, for ev- every single metric ton, you
1: right. would
2: get a trucknetic my points, which you can okay. redeem through you know multiple services that we offer. So, okay. for example, an individual would require you know uh, like food coupon so we would give heavy discount on that for example for an MSME, we would uh, provide you know uh, sort of discounts on to the membership of for example india mart or for any accounting software like tally quickbooks khata right, books right right uh, so, so 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 that's another model that through which we are creating the stickiness among our you know users
1: wow
2: so that's the model primarily when it comes to trucknet shipper uh, okay. wh- when it comes and all the documentation is end to end any Invoices that you would upload would automatically be integrated to WhatsApp, so okay. you can see over there as well as onto your WhatsApp. And okay. entire supply chain is protected by OTPs. Okay.
3: So, for
2: example, uh, if you are moving a material mm-hmm. and you are not there, for mm-hmm. example, if you are not an individual, if you are a, mm-hmm. if you are a MSME mm-hmm. uh, who is maybe lifting the. Uh, Buying something from Reliance Industries like mm. uh, their pet coke or some of their products. So mm. in that case, uh, you know your material will be one hundred percent safe because you know uh, once once the vehicle is loaded, uh, they would be uh, uploading the proof of uh, you know uh, that loading uh, slip mm. onto our application and alongside an OTP will as soon as they would do it, OTP will come to a shipper. Mm after doing their reconciliation in terms of, okay, everything is fine. They would right. share the OTP through the platform itself to the carrier. And on okay. the basis of that, uh, the movement will gonna be done, uh, you know, uh, you know, from, from, from that reliance refinery, for example, in this mm-hmm. case, so, 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 so we are trying to create that sort of a mode where we are uh, creating this, not just the stickiness, but also digitizing the entire platform end to end
1: okay so, yeah yeah that's uh that's quite a process here like you've thought about a lot of stuff and uh, the shipping side of it is I mean there's so much is going on like I, you, I I can I could imagine multiple apps happening into one for the one for one part like you had uber for the consumer like you you're like uber on the consumer part where we can order trucks okay so they'll come in you're like cred wherein you get points. Uh, where you can redeem them for all those stuff like you're like unicard or like you know post pay where you're connected with uh, you know nbfc banks and uh, nbfc where you can get a credit line i mean that's that's a little too much man Arham, how, how long did it take you to come to this part like how many years have you been into this business uh
2: it's close to uh two and a half years right now i mean like we started this business uh somewhere in uh August September in 2019 and here we are sitting in January
1: 2022 god. my god that's that's the, that's a very short time to come up to such a level man kudos Aram. kudos so I'm, I'm I'm more I'm getting just more excited to know more about your journey and how did this come through but there's a lot before we get to that part so we have now understood the you know shipper part of it now help us understand the back end part of it which is the trucking part how do you get a trucker and how are you you know getting to that supply chain problem because as you mentioned 14% and 8% which is stuck in my head if you're catering Correct. to that problem how are you really catering to that how are you managing that sure
2: uh, so, as I was mentioning before, there are 12 million trucks right now. Hmm. And we do already have 1 million in our network, wow, which is okay. close to 10 lakh trucks. Right. So, uh, in, in a short span of two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a history to, uh, uh, around it as well, which we can further discuss, you know, in the okay. later part of our discussion and mm-hmm. conversation. Uh, so, uh, as there was a Trucknetic Shipper app, similarly, we do have a Trucknetic Carrier app as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So, it's again available on Play Store. Uh, similar process in the beginning Uh, so we are catering to fleet owners Uh, fleet owners are essentially uh, you know these small small players who own Mm -hmm. less than three trucks okay but they own it they are the owners of the truck okay whereas uh, also we are catering to transporters so transporters are you know are particularly the people who don't own any truck but they they work with a network of fleet owners Okay. For example, you know, these fleet owners are restricted, uh, you know, they don't know, you know, uh, the lot of, you know, shippers directly or, uh, you know, they don't know like where the load will gonna come. So these transporters help them at times because these transporters, uh, they have around, uh, you know, they do have some network, so they would uh-huh. work with like five, seven fleet owners, uh-huh. and they also bring in some credit in between. For okay. example, a fleet owner can never work on credit because they are already cash trapped because they put in their money uh-huh. in buying the vehicle. Right. Whereas these transporters, they put in some, you know, they, they pay the fleet owner in advance and uh-huh. uh, provide the credit to the, you know, uh to, to the end customer, to the shipper. Okay. So so similar platform. So we do cater to both transporters and fleet owners. Our idea is not to eliminate anybody. Uh i like people do misconstrued uh, aggregator platform specifically us as like probably i'm trying to get into a space of a transporter uh, i'm not we okay. are we are not a transporter we are just a platform where we would want every stakeholder to be there okay. we are regulating the transporters we are not eliminating them so i think okay. uh, i would want to use that your platform to kind of further kind of you know instill this uh, right. that you know we are not here to kind of uh eat anybody's job but we are uh-huh. trying to just increase the you know revenue for both transporters and fleet owners at Mm -hmm. the same time reduce the cost to the shipper which they are paying in terms of freight which will help us to ultimately bring down the cost of law this is in the country okay also align us with the honorable prime minister's vision of uh, net zero by 2070 where we as a country would not be uh, creating any carbon footprint you know post Mm -hmm. that so so, so that's the idea where we come from. Uh, so again, coming back to the application, right. uh, you know, they just need to punch in the number. Uh, the OTP comes. They they need to put in the OTP and uh, they are onto our platform, mm-hmm. where you know they can search for any loads by just putting in one thing, which is location. For example, okay. their truck is available in Delhi. They just put Delhi. All mm-hmm. the loads will gonna come for Delhi. Okay. They they can freely you know directly connect uh, with the shipper but again the number of the shipper will be masked uh-huh. like how it is in swiggy and uh, you know uber you know uh, 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 where they would be connecting it through a masked number uh, and then there would be a lot of uh, you know verified shipper load i mm-hmm. remember we mentioned corporate and government true and uh, so, so so their loads will not be accessible i mean like they would still be able to see it but uh-huh. they would not be able to uh, you know place vehicles for that particular order until and let unless they go into a second model, more than the search engine where they have to do the KYC. Okay. So they have to do the KYC and then uh, once they do the KYC, they are also, you know, there are two models. One is commission and subscription. Hmm. So we take a uh, commission as low as 500 rupees per truck for uh, both front loads and return loads, okay. as well as there's a subscription package, uh-huh. which is as low as 100 rupees per month
3: uh-huh. to up
2: to 1000 rupees for a year, where okay. they would be able to see all those, uh, you know, loads available whether it's uh you know coming from the market or the verified trucknetic loads which comes from the corporate uh-huh. and the government uh-huh. so so that's a simple model uh uh where uh, they can see the trucks they can also there's a you know uh, there's a truck mapping sort of a service where mm-hmm. for example if a if a fleet owners uh, says that okay my truck will be available in for example delhi uh on this particular date and yeah. i have five trucks like that right so there's an option where they can just put in and punch in that number and right. we would be able to provide them the duty you know uh, as as per their schedule of trucks okay so okay. it's just yes so it's just a platform where they can not just only you know uh place the trucks for free but they can also get end-to-end services through us And again, uh, we do have, you know, a model where every truck that they place, they would get trucknetic uh, points, which they can redeem by, you know, getting a free, uh, you know, uh, you know, free fast tech service or, you know, Uh a a free GPS discounts on uh, fuel carts, Uh uh, you know, truck as a subscription, uh, truck tires as a subscription, or ultimately there would be a a grand prize of winning a truck. So uh, the person who will gonna leave gonna be, you know, uh kind of become you know, will gonna move the most uh-huh. through our platform will ultimately be able to get a truck through us.
1: Are you serious, Adam? Like like, yes. like a truck truck, which costs I don't truck, know how truck. many lakhs you're gonna give the truck to them?
2: Yes, the the one who will gonna do most uh number of movement <laughs> through our platform will gonna get
1: a truck. My through. god, my god. That's insane, yeah that's uh, that 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 is exactly what i'm talking about you you have combined so many applications with you right it's it's like now i'm reminded of cred uh, and their uh, you know gifting scene wherein uh, they gifted a mercedes-benz to a customer for paying all the bills on time and everything for that matter and recently they did the airport stunt my god you are really reminding me of that so now we understand uh, the trucking side like how you're getting the truck so basically if i got this right you are connected with the fleet owners you're connected to transporters and in, and anyone or a, any mediator also they can come on your platform and use your platform to for the transportation part or the logistics part for anyone for that matter so that yeah. is exactly where you come in and say that you are not taking job of anyone but enabling them with AI, ML, and other parts of technology to help them be better and eventually help the whole country have a better logistics system in place. Did I say that yes, right? Yes, one one hundred
2: percent. That's
1: true, Sahay. That's, that's great. So now, um, <clears throat> oh, the problem the problem that is solving has many many more problems that when we try to look at it at a deeper level, right? So you you help us help us understand that you got these trucks and stuff, but now tell me. How did you, when you started out, how did you really convince these truck owners or the transporters or the fleet owners that they should enlist with you? And why would they enlist with you? Like, it's from their perspective. Why would they enlist with you? How did you convince convince them?
2: Well, that's a great question, Sarthak. And uh, we are still convincing them, I, g- I guess. I mean, like, we just have, like, uh, uh, one twelfth of the entire fleet that right. uh, that is there in the country and that to the big trucks. Right. Whereas we are also catering to uh, the smaller trucks as well as like from uh like a tata eco right. uh, uh from an eco to you know like a heavy duty uh 56 metric tons of mm. truck right. uh, uh so anything in between is something that we are catering to so uh, a good question uh uh you know in that sense so so i come from a background uh you know where our family business is into uh trading and logistics for over 30 years uh so so that gave me you know uh a head, headway into understanding the model better.
0: Okay. I was an
2: investment banker before. Uh, uh, I, 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 I'm a mechanical engineer turned social entrepreneur. <laughs> then okay. did uh, global fellowships, uh, then moved towards uh, investment banking, joined the family business. Mm-hmm. And while I was doing the family business, so I was looking into the logistics part primarily in the first year of itself. So, okay. so where we have our own fleet, as well as we used to take from the market, uh, and from the last thirty years, we have been doing that because trading is closely involved with the logistics because you right. have to do the transportation part as well.
3: Right.
2: So over there, I we had that sort of a network. People trusted us. I uh-huh. made those connections while I was in the family business. Understood that what are their pain points and uh-huh. try to solve that. We are not trying to be a gimmick platform like somebody else who would be uh-huh. saying that. Okay, I would probably to acquire customer, they would say that, okay, market rate is X. will going to give you X minus 20. Right. So we are saying that we are the, we are not giving you X minus 20. We might give you just X minus one, uh-huh. but, uh, we would give you a lot more services, you know, like how I told about that sort of a credit kind of a model right, that, right. Uh, you know, where we, they would be able to get a lot of free things if they would do the transportation through us
3: right and
2: uh we were able to solve this problem of return load and uh i'm happy to announce that you know uh microsoft picked up picked us up as one of the eight starters in the country wow and they are helping to forge our proof of concept (coughs) At the other hand uh stanford university also picked us up and they are also performing a (coughs) human-centered design approach to acquire the fleet owners uh you know in a way that is more empathetic you know in a way that you know uh is uh you know where we understand where what are those gaps mm-hmm. uh which which we are kind of trying to kind of you know cater to you know we are listening to them closely we are going to their homes we are understanding you know uh uh you know different aspects of it mm-hmm. uh and the the thing over here satak you know we have always been you know like most of the platform that you would see are shipper oriented but we are proud to say that you know we are those ones we are where we are, are carrier oriented uh, okay. where we want to empower the small fleet owners we have another platform called what the truck which right. is a social initiative of truckneric where we are trying to empower the lives of the truck drivers and their families mm. we have launched an nft as well last year to raise funds oh, it's wow. still unsold uh, but but again uh, uh, probably going to take another 2 to 3 months to get some traction right. which will directly go to uplift the families of these truck drivers because okay. it's it's painfully you know bad how their current situation is their lifestyle their sanitation their health their kids education the way they live so we want to kind of make a change
3: right. and that's
2: why the, and i believe that resonated with them that pure intention of not just making a business around it but actually trying to empower them helped us to kind of you know uh, break into uh, you know uh, you know their emotional side of things and break into you know their sort of network or break into that sort of you know shell that they had mm. for other sort of players like us because we had the real sort of motivation to empower their lives and to do you know uplift them right. you know and make them equal you know like there was a survey that you know like when it was asked to 100% of the drivers said that they don't want their Uh, kids to become driver or get into the same line it's Mm. as bad as it is so so we would want to you know change that we want to make uh you know driving as a you know commercial truck driving as a profession which people would take it as a pride because they are instrumental otherwise our logistics chain will break and as as we have mentioned about some numbers you know logistics is a 215 billion dollar market without logistics and logistics is not going anywhere we cannot True. send the material through Wi-Fi or internet even oh. hundred years from today.
3: Right. So
2: technology cannot change the movement per se. So 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 we need to realize that we it's a time to empower the drug drivers. It's a time to kind of uplift them. It's time to kind of, you know, give them all what they haven't been given and treat treat them well. I've True. had examples where they they are not provided a water, water from the plants where they unload the material. My God. They are stuck for three days where they don't unload the material at the plant, and they are hungry. They don't have anything to, you know, from the from from the washrooms to even drinking water. So 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 those are the problems which we want our catering simultaneously alongside the product right. And I believe that's where it has helped us to kind of you know, uh, kind of onboard them a little more swiftly as compared to other people probably who would have tried that in the past.
1: I am pretty sure because hitting a number of 1 million, getting one-twelfth of the entire country's truck base with you on board, not an easy job. So, I mean, the social cause of it itself is, uh, is astonishing and is very inspiring to me as to what you guys are doing, very honestly. And it's just very motivating that how you guys are, you know, consistent, persistent about doing it and how you have picked it up from your own family business and you figure out a problem that that's there and eventually you've created a business around it. So guys, before we move ahead, let me point this out to you once again that Arham right now is another example of what I've been saying consistently over and over and again that your idea for a business is just around you. You need to see through it and you need to dive deep into a thing that could be whatever your passion is or whatever you want you're trying to do. You just need to dive into it and you'll find the problem. Arham, Aram, dive into the family business, found the problem that, okay, this was there. Why is like, There's a business out there. There's a startup out there. So, <clears throat> you just need to get there. So, Aram, I mean, honestly, I had goosebumps right now. I'm not even kidding when you told me that these guys don't get water to drink and I'm so shocked that plant owners can be like that, that they are not giving water. I mean, what? what's the problem with them giving water? Why do they, why yeah, I mean, like- would not they give water?
2: Everybody mistreats driver. I don't know. I mean, like, because uh, there's a psyche that drivers, they are like, the, you know, they don't consider them as humans. They're just, uh, they are machines. Uh, you know, they smell dirty and, uh-huh. you know, they look dirty because of the kind of work they do. You know, right. so people do have that sort of a uh-huh. misconception that they are bad people. Uh-huh. They're very good at heart. People haven't been able to decipher. They think that they always do pill mixing, adulteration, mm. they steal. Mm. Uh, they are the foxes in the world, but it's right. opposite of everything that people do think about them.
3: Right, right. It's
2: exactly the opposite. They are like good people.
3: <laughs> they have
2: been struggling to make ends meet.
3: Right.
2: Uh, that's why they have opted for their profession at times. They drink alcohol to kind of get away from, you know, mm. all those situations. but. Okay it doesn't make them bad right everybody drinks at Absolutely. times and it's not like they everybody drinks like if they are drivers or something so i mean like mm-hmm. it's just the perception that has been formed by the society Really? And uh, you know, and that's that's the reason you know they don't you know people don't want to come near to them. People don't want mm. to kind of you know entertain them in any capacity. People mistreat them. They don't speak them. Uh, you know they 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 talk very rudely with them. You know whenever they are on phone. Uh, mm. yes. So so those are the reasons I believe. Uh, and that's why in you know uh I think you know uh, one of the things that we have started doing is to kind of do their podcast and uh you know our what the truck website is not live yet. Uh, because we are still creating the content we want to make them celebrities we are interviewing the truck drivers we are interviewing the fleet owners we for the first time in the world i can say it proudly that we would want to make them live in front of the audiences that these are the real people we want to kind of you Ah, know showcase it to people
1: and make them the celebrities yes wow man that's that's really really great yeah kudos to you and hats off to you for taking such a great initiative I'm all in. If I can help you in any ways, I'm all in. But this is such a great initiative, and I mean, the stories needs to come out. People need to understand that this is this is what is going on. And honestly, this makes me feel like, are we still living in I don't know what nineties? Back in early nineties, why are we treating people like this? My God, you're doing a great and job. You know, man.
2: like, and they they have been the one of the biggest COVID warriors, which people have neglected.
1: You know, Absolutely. in the
2: lockdown, oh. they didn't have dhabas, you know, they weren't, they weren't even a single dhaba, right. which was open. And uh-huh. they still were moving, you know, they were doing three days transit, you know, where they were surviving without food. They were taking like five, six mm-hmm. moti chapatis along with them and just eating them with water. And sometimes they didn't even have water. So, so, and they were doing it, not just, you know, I'm mean, like, and for not for mere bucks. I mean, like, even if they were doing it for the, you know, bit, bit of pennies, you know,
3: right.
2: they should be treated as COVID warriors, because without the logistics, without the trucking, people mm-hmm. wouldn't have got food in place, people wouldn't have got medicine in time. But nobody, even the government of India somehow, you know, didn't kind of, you know, highlighted them as warriors. I mean, like, they true. were one of those people who made the economy work when everything mm-hmm. was closed down
1: right my god yeah this is this is really really insane i mean now that you mention it and now that thing is there in my conscious and subconscious i'm actually thinking about that the whole india has survived the lockdown because of the online e-commerce business we have been uh thankful to plenty of the e-commerce business but what we haven't been thankful to is actually the people who are making that possible in, in the supply chain that's the logistics
2: exactly i mean like they were risking their lives they were true. they were going there they were delivering dropping the boxes that we would require and if 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 it wasn't for them we couldn't have no nobody in the world would have been able to survive without these you know people true. who were doing deliveries to us who were doing trucking for us who were moving uh items for us whether it's food medicine or other essentials
1: absolutely true man. absolutely i I completely agree to that um this is this is something very true and then that should have been addressed but this hasn't been Yeah, <coughs> no. i mean I, I honestly you know this reminds me of the situation like whenever i get a delivery the way i treat them i mean I'm, I'm always very thankful to them okay that thank you uh i have this nature that you know whenever the delivery guy comes up i, I tell him thank you so much uh you know you're giving me this i say thank you i don't know how he feels very honestly never had a chance to interact with one i don't know if other people say thank you or not but i do say but now that you tell me that people are being treated crit- this is this just makes me feel like that yes we need to get these stories out and tell people that you know this is not the right thing anyways so i'm coming back to the business um now that we understand that you how you have got the trucks on board the similar problem aram i am pretty sure exists on the customer side right and especially when you talk about smes right because i i, I won't go into the details for corporates and uh, government because that's a contractual thing as you mentioned and when we talk about such contracts those are big contracts so those can be dealt with right because it's about metric tons. it's not about going into the into the minor details but when we talk about smes these guys go into the minor details because these guys are working on i won't say check to check but these guys are managing their micro finances also Right. right so they they would uh like if you go to them they'll definitely question that why you probably he can uh, you know counter you by telling me so how are you onboarding these uh, smes how are you convincing them to use your platform making them your customer what's the process there
2: sure so i mean like we do uh acquire our msme and traders from mm-hmm. multiple ways i mean like again uh Uh, One is uh, definitely through online media by kind of doing advertisements and also then we do have a stellar team uh, in the field from, you know, field executives to, uh, you know, demand managers where they go and kind of pitch in the idea. The the kind of things that we do tell our MSME traders folks, one is that, you know, uh, that, you know, uh, you know, mostly, you know, they are very price sensitive. So uh, Mm -hmm. what first thing that we tell them is like, uh, you're gonna be better than the market. Wouldn't say that it will be like massively different in terms of the freight, because that's Mm -hmm. not the idea. We don't want to uh, kind of, you know, uh, give them extra benefits in terms of pricing, which we don't get that um, just just to acquire them. So Mm -hmm. that's not our idea. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we tell them that, you know, uh, with, with us on board, uh, you would be getting on-demand availability of trucks because these guys work on spot. Mm-hmm. So th- the lead time, which is today, like from a day and a half to two days as well, mm-hmm. to place a truck because of their network, they would have a network of maybe two to three transporters who right. they connect to kind of you know move the material. But yeah. whereas we do have more than two lakh fleet owners, fifty thousand transporters, uh, close to ten and a half lakh trucks in our network. Mm-hmm. So uh, our lead time can be as uh, from a minute to at max two and a half hours to come up wow. with a truck you know uh, for any location any truck anywhere so so that gives them uh, a flexibility that they can uh, better plan better manage their you know uh, deliveries uh, the third thing that we do is uh transit insurance right. these msmes and traders they don't you know have their material insured like corporates and government mm-hmm. so things can go massively wrong while it is in transit Nobody takes that onus, and things have happened in the past for multiple commodities from mixing right. to pilferage to adulteration. Mm-hmm. So we give them sort of the comfort that your material will be hundred percent safe, for which you need to just give like five rupees or ten rupees per metric ton, which is which costs them two hundred to three hundred rupees, which is nothing right. in a way mm-hmm. uh, for a for a truck. So so that helps them to get on board. Uh, right. also we do have a filter that we do work hundred percent on, uh, advanced Arthur, but at times we understand that, uh, you know, uh, other transporter would have been giving them the credit. And certainly some MSMEs are, you know, uh, cash trapped, they require working capital from the transportation right. industry as well. Mm. So for that, uh, we have created that sort of a route where, you know, we, and there are a lot of MSMEs where, uh, their intentions are not good sometimes right. at, at at times, they would uh, would not be kind of giving the capital back. So for that, we have uh, figured out a win-win situation where, okay. uh, where we would be working on advance. But we have NBFCs with us where mm-hmm. they would directly open a credit line to these MSME and traders. Okay. So they would be directly... So this MSME will... Uh, this uh, NBFC will gonna pay for for our shipments mm-hmm. uh, placed for these particular MSMEs. Okay. And then these MSMEs would need to pay back to the NBFC with some interest that they figure out uh between themselves okay so okay. in that case we the genuine mlmes which want to kind of you know have the real problem of working capital and it can be managed through you know direct nbfc rather than you know uh probably catering to two three transporters and working with them and then you know unnecessarily holding their payments or kind of increasing that mm-hmm. sort of period uh there can be a very sort of a standard process where they can pay in uh seven days to maybe 60 days to hundred twenty days to the nbfc with a um, right. bigger interest that they would charge
3: mm-hmm. and
2: their cap working capital requirement will be sorted mm-hmm. apart from that we are providing a lot more benefits like indiamart uh sort of uh you know membership cool. which will help them to kind of get more leads in the business mm-hmm. uh accounting softwares uh such as uh you know, QuickBooks, Telebox, Tally. Right. You know, their fee subscription or discounted subscriptions. Also, like you know, their taxation softwares, like clear tax subscription. Right. So these are the things which they would enjoy doing, and they would be able to kind of get through us. Okay. And uh, yeah. So so these are the benefits that we are providing to an MSME. Uh, uh and and you know, one hundred percent tracking. You know, uh, which they would not be able to get it done through the transporter. And mm-hmm. the last thing, like, for example, for traders, we have done a special thing, like for traders, it's not their material, they ultimately goes to either corporates or government or MSMEs. Mm-hmm. So for traders, uh, we have we have carved out a link which they can share with their MSMEs, mm-hmm. though our trader will be our customer, but they can share that link to an MSME where that particular MSME can track. So the 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 conversation that MSMEs person would or corporate person was doing with the trader mm-hmm. uh, to understand the location of a truck, they would be constantly you know was involved into the you know the location of the truck and to, in, the, in the coordination part. Now they don't need to do that with that link. Mm-hmm. They would be able to you know see the live location of the truck anytime they would open that link. So okay. so they that that that's a shareable link which they can share.
1: Just like Ola, so, these go, are the benefits can... that we are. Right, yes. right. That's quite a lot of benefits, Aram. That's literally quite a lot of benefits that you guys are giving to MSMEs. and definitely, if you don't will I I just can't imagine that. Okay, so we have sorted the MSME side. We have sorted the SME side. We have sorted the trucking side. We have sorted uh, the consumer side. ki all of these how these things are working. Now. Uh, <clears throat> Let's come down to your side, guys. So as you mentioned, your profits could be as low as 10 rupees to 500 to 1,000 rupees, depending on the metric tons and everything. So I understand, company can definitely make some money when you talk about contracts, okay? That's understandable. But help me understand, Aram, that how do you really make money on a consumer? Because when you talk about in transportation terms, that's metric tons that we're talking about, right? And that's what we're catering to. But as a consumer... I might uh, when I want to switch, I want to ship something. I might not be using metric tons. I might be using only a few kilos or let's say hundred kilos. That's the max. Right. How right. do you make money on such uh, you know transactions?
2: Uh, I make money on such transactions through arbitration. I don't charge any okay. commission and subscription because the recurring rate is very low, so nobody okay. would be like. For example, you know, an individual would not be moving houses frequently and they Mm. don't know when to move, right? Even if they would move it
1: Mm. or
2: uh, even if they would be transporting the furniture from one place to another, it would be uh, one, one, you know, one off event, right? So, so for uh, individuals, we are not charging any commission or subscription. We just make money through the arbitrage. For example, if supposedly I'm giving my services for hundred rupees, uh, you know, uh, which is a fixed freight, I might have got that vehicle for 95. So I'm mm-hmm. making five rupees in between. So okay. that's how I make the money.
1: My God, how do, you it keep yourself, how do you keep yourself running, man?
2: No, I mean, like, there's a solid model. Like, I just gave you an example of 195, uh, but, you mm-hmm. know, I'm like, at times we get a lot more benefit from that.
1: Okay, okay, I get that.
2: For, yes, for MSME and traders, we do work on, uh, you know, the difference the ah. arbitrage as well right. as a commission and subscription which can be 2 lakhs per msme uh, for a year oh so, okay. so yeah and that. for corporates we we do again do a arbitrage which can be as low as 50 rupees per metric ton it can be as uh, high as 450 to 500 rupees per metric ton as well because mm. the market fluctuates and with the kind of network we do have we know which where to place which truck and considering mm. we are also catering to the problem of return load right which is you know so for example if somebody is coming from bombay to delhi uh, and they were going yeah. they were taking an 80 percent haircut but now what we do is as right. soon as the uh truck reaches to delhi or somewhere in the vicinity what we do is we send push notification to all our uh, you know shippers that okay and we already have done the truck type mapping with the commodity okay. so we know that which truck type is coming so as soon as you know uh, the uh the, the truck reaches uh, the in the vicinity of Delhi mm-hmm. through geo we send the push notification to all our shippers which are based okay. out of Delhi area okay. and uh, only to the relevant ones which can ship their material right. uh, in that particular truck and we already have scouted their schedules because for MSMEs and corporates uh, their schedules are fixed in terms right. of when they want to ship the material right. and we give them 20% discount as compared to the market whereas there was an 80% haircut that a carrier was uh, getting in in on an average so what we do is now that with this kind of an activity we are giving uh, you know passing 40% benefit to the uh, we are giving 40% additional benefit to a mm. carrier whereas we are uh, reduce uh, giving uh, passing the 20% benefit to the shipper and 20% we are reducing the cost of uh, uh, you know uh, logistics so okay. so uh, it's like increasing the revenue for a carrier in the same shipment decreasing Mm -hmm. the freight to a shipper as well as bringing down the cost of logistics in one shipment like this Wow! and that's where Microsoft is helping us to kind of you know do it in the real time to do it uh, (sighs) you know uh, you know uh, kind of you know with more accuracy
1: right oh my god oh my god so okay before so as you mentioned Microsoft right now this question has just popped up in my head and uh, before I forget this let me just ask you what is your position in the company? You are the founder's CEO. Are you something else? Are you the CTO also?
2: uh no i'm not a cto i i'm not a ceo i call myself chief trucking officer okay uh uh, and i'm the founder of the company and uh we do have a stellar team uh but i look into the execution role but i don't call myself chief execution officer i'm i'm a chief trucking officer we eat breathe uh swim uh, Uh. trucks (laughs) and the entire ecosystem so yeah i I get that,
1: that but honestly who is doing your technology who is doing your technology? I mean, you're a mechanical engineer. How did you even understand? Or how did you get to the part that... Or how did you even make this idea that you're doing How long did you take to come up with this technology? This is insane.
2: Yeah, it took us quite some time. Uh, I mean, like, my application was in beta till uh, September last year. Okay. Uh, so we are getting, like... Uh, on daily around five to seven thousand downloads onto our uh, carrier app and uh-huh. close to thousand on uh, our shipper app by march okay. we're gonna be crossing one lakh downloads onto a carrier app and uh, okay. close to thirty thousand downloads on our shipper app okay uh so it took us more than a year and a half to be very honest we started our process in uh, somewhere in october 2019 mm-hmm. when it comes to the development of application and mm-hmm. uh, we were able to get to the uh you know beta testing around somewhere around july 2021 okay and we had gone multiple times we have scrapped pivoted reiterated uh you know changed every week kind of scenario in the beginning tried out different models Mm -hmm. did some focused group group testing tested with internal network
3: Uh and
2: finally we have been uh live by from november 2021 onwards in like
1: a full capacity wow that's I mean, I guess I need to find a new word for myself, but that's still insane. <laughs> oh
0: my
1: god. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So, Aram, I'm, I'm still not done with understanding your whole business. Okay, help me still understand better. So, Aram. Like, honestly, you are not the only player in the logistics market. There are plenty. There will be plenty, right? And when we talk in terms of startups, there are already startups who are, you know, catering to the logistics sector in one way or the other, right? And especially in the trucking segment. So help me understand that how are you tapping into your competition? Because there are, as I said, there are startups who are in the trucking part. There are startups who are in the, the small trucking, like the Tata Eco types, right? So everything... Someone is trying to cover something. How are you tapping into a market where you already have so many players coming in picture?
2: So first of all, uh, I don't think anybody, uh, you know, as a, my competitor, I mean, like definitely they are in, indirect competitors, as you rightly said. There are people in mm. long haul, there are people in short haul, people are in trucking, people right. are into B2C. Uh, uh, so there are a handful of players. Uh, some of them are online directories, but nobody is one-stop solution like us. First okay. of all, Sarthak, let me start where uh, from here. Secondly, most of the people that uh, you would be seeing, they have tackled the problem from top-down approach, whereas we have catered to this problem from multi-dimensional approach okay. with our focus from bottom up. Right, uh, because we have been able to be, you know, understand the psyche of uh, our, you know, suppliers, carriers, you know, in a way that nobody has, considering mm-hmm. our experience in the industry for more than thirty years. Right, uh, I have personally spoke to more than 100 odd drivers close to 50 odd fleet owners mm-hmm. uh, you know so so with with that, that kind of you know uh, sort of exposure we we do have that position in the market uh secondly you know uh nobody's solving the problem of return load the right. way we are
3: Right.
2: mostly if you would say people would be approaching a broker but mm-hmm. we have a different model where we are directly approaching msmes and uh, you know traders and corporates right uh, we have already have their order book we are uh, we are catering to the problem of an ecosystem rather than... Uh, see, uh, I, my aspirations are not to get into other part of logistics like warehousing uh. Uh, or shipping or drones or pipelines mm. uh, or airplanes for that matter. I want to just become the biggest player in the trucking in the country and then reach globally as well. Mm. So that's, that's how I think about it. So I, have a, I, I want to grow vertically rather than expanding myself horizontally. If you okay. talk about the market, it's $215 billion market just in India. When it comes to entire logistics, but road transportation is $130 billion, which is around 60% of the entire logistics. My right. okay. uh, less than 5% of the market is organized, including the players that we see in the market,
3: uh-huh.
2: including the, the 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 giants like deliveries and blackbirds of the world, mm-hmm. or porters of the world. So 95% market is up for grabs out of $130 billion <laughs> opportunity just in India.
1: My God. Arham, believe me, I have a lot of appreciation for you, for you, for the way you know your numbers. Hats off to you. Like, legit hats off, hands down to you for knowing all your numbers so well. Guys, before I forget, or even if I forget, you don't have to forget this. You really have to pick this up from Arham. Know your numbers so fucking well. Just know them. Once you know them, I swear to God, no one can beat you down because the number speaks volumes. So Arham, kudos to you on that, like legit kudos.
2: Thank you, thank you, Saath for uh, kind words.
1: Okay, so we understand that ninety-five percent of the market is up for grab, and you're tapping into the entire market. That's great. Okay, so Arham, now there was this one very beautiful statement that you made that there's a history to having one million truckers on your platform. I want to know that history
2: yeah so the history was uh, i think i have mentioned it uh, in some way or another satak uh, i mean like the history comes from us being into the you know uh, logistics and trading industry from last 30 years also uh, you know like we we started uh, you know like uh, really really interacting with our fleet owners and truckers mm-hmm. uh, and drivers as well uh, rather than just onboarding them you know uh, through the team i personally have stayed into multiple geographies throughout the india to understand them better we took in multiple interventions like uh stanford uh you know university you know stanford design school and stanford graduate school of business to help us out to kind of you know get uh, them on board in a better way you know using Uh, human-centered design approach uh, with the the truck platform where we wanted to, you know, actually talk to the language they understood to kind of, you know, come at the level that they would feel confident and trusted in us. You know, there have been in the companies in the past who haven't paid I'll tell you one instance without cool. naming the company. Mm-hmm. They were one of the biggest uh, companies at a point in time in trucking space. Mm-hmm. What they did was they had a lot of bad debts from you know uh, from the transporter side.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So there's there are two components of the payment that uh, it, it is provided to the fleet owners. One mm-hmm. is uh, uh you know uh, one will be the you know uh advanced payment of 80% and 20% is final settlement. Right. So these guys uphold the 20% of the payment just because they got the bad debts. Uh so what happened was that the the entire trust of fleet owners got depleted into the technology companies from there onwards. So 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 but and that's why there's an history as well like we have to kind of you know Legit kind of, first of all, make them to zero. I mean, like from the negatives Mm. and then onboard them. So, and I think, you know, we could only do it by connecting with them as humans, not as a business in the beginning Uh and which we were able to do. So I think before Trucknetic, we thought about what the truck, we thought about, you know, really, really kind of focusing them as humans and Uh to cover their stories, to kind of bring it to the world out there that, you know, I'm like how challenging conditions they work into. Mm. so so i believe that's the bit of a history and that's why i think it took us less than a year and a half to onboard that number that we
1: have okay <clears throat> so aram are you guys like as you say that anywhere in india you want to truck you can get there like within the stipulated time as you mentioned one minute two and a half three or something like that right so yes. when you say pan india like legit pan india or is it like certain cities or primarily certain cities
2: I uh, we have availability of trucking network pan India. Okay. I uh, there's no doubt. Um, okay. But again, if you would say that, uh, you know, one minute to two and a half hours, so probably if you would talk about trucks in North or West mm-hmm. India, so probably it will take less than an hour or less than 15, 20 minutes for us to give a truck as compared to maybe South or East as of now, where we do have networks, but we have to further strengthen it to a level where we can reduce the lead time to less than five mm-hmm. minutes like we can we'd want to kind of you know have that model where any requirement per se uh. of of trucks come and we provide you the vehicle in less than five minutes so that's the aim that we want to kind of you know uh reach to so 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 having said uh that i think uh, answering to your question i mean like definitely we are pan india but uh
3: mm-hmm.
2: somewhere we have better supplies as of now when it comes to north and west definitely we can kind of provide you a truck within a half an hour okay as okay. compared to east and south as of now
1: i get that i get that that's really understandable so Aram, are you guys funded or is it bootstrapped business or how's it like
2: we have got some grant money you know uh, hmm. you know from from different likes of giants uh, 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 we have uh, one won some competitions as well uh, okay. it's also bootstrapped okay. uh, uh, as of now but we are in the midst of a series a right now oh. which we'll be able to close by april
1: okay okay yeah that's great that's great yeah. I wish you all the best that you close that series as soon as you can and the grants have been really great so Arham, now that we know entirely about the business I really don't think so I there's something left which I would want to ask in terms of the business part of it right but now I would definitely want to understand that uh, I can like I also have a fair, fair idea that you know you got this idea once you joined your family business and everything But I would want to understand that, uh, what all are you bringing to the table in your current business from the various things that you have done, like mechanical engineering, social entrepreneurship, global fellowships, investment banking, what all have you picked up from each individual parts of this that you're applying in your business?
2: That's a great question, Satak. I believe uh, there are so many qualitative and quantitative things that Mm -hmm. I believe, are helping me out to run a company like Trucknet again uh, with the vision we have. Right. I think, uh, first of all, like the person who I have become is because of my experiences that I have accumulated and collated over the past 10 years of my professional experience before mm-hmm. that. Uh, to uh you know like being a entrepreneur i had a tech company now in between as well during my fellowship before oh. i joined a company based out of san francisco mm-hmm. uh so so but it it failed you know within three months so i had an experience of failing at a company i have an experience of running a tech company without being again a tech founder right.
3: uh
2: where there was somebody else who was like double my age at that time uh mm-hmm. you know who was uh who was the tech founder and then right. uh, there were differences between us, and that's why we have to close the business. It wasn't the business; it was more of a team. Uh, so I could understand multiple dimensional. So uh, uh, you know, like one is leadership for sure. I'm mean, like, uh, I think it is something that wasn't innate in me. I believe uh, over the years mm-hmm. I have learned that you know to how to manage people. Uh, so that's one thing which is coming very handy because I believe uh, you know. Uh, team is one of the biggest people are one of the biggest leverage, leverage that one can have because you you think about something right. uh, but implementation you need to have better people in certain domains and it, you know it, which helps you to become even bigger because uh, you know you cannot imagine to kind of you know uh, run a successful business or to kind of make mm. real impact in the world without having a stellar team Right. So, and with with a stellar team, you need to also have some leadership qualities to kind of manage people, manage their egos at times to kind of, you know, help them to extract the best out of them. So, so, so that's one thing that I would say that, you know, probably have come from different experiences when it comes to investment banking, definitely. The sense on numbers, the whole because I wasn't in, uh, you know, a financial guy. You know, I haven't studied BCom and uh-huh. stuff like that. I'm more like an engineer. <laughs> right. I studied that. Uh, I, I haven't gone for an MBA and stuff. So, so, so for me, you know, uh, I was, uh, you know, thrown into the pool of numbers. You know, started mm. work with my journey as a banker. So, I believe so that helped me to kind of, you know, really, really had a good grasp on numbers, which I mm. believe you also got to know about it while we were speaking about it right. so I think the the grasp on the numbers uh, on the financial model to the valuation to the investors connect right. Uh, I think it has come from my investment banking sort of a journey uh, uh-huh. and from my social entrepreneurship I was able to connect with people who were at the bottom of the pyramid okay. I had developed those empathetic skills I have developed uh, how to step into somebody's shoes and to think from their point of view Mm. Uh, before solving a problem. It's not something that you would want to offer from the closed doors, but you need to be on the ground to understand the problem from the granular level, to sit with them, to become one of them and then try to solve the problem within that. So I think, uh, you know, getting the carriers on board to kind of, you know, thinking about what the truck, uh, to thinking about to kind of empower the lives of, uh, you know, truck drivers and their families uh, through different Mm. channels and to kind of, you know, uplift them, I think came from my social entrepreneurship journey.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Now that's a beautiful answer, I would say, because you've actually laid down how you've picked up everything, and that literally makes sense. So, guys, if you can, and I would want you to, but make sense of the each and every experience that Arham has picked up from his, I'll repeat that once again mechanical engineering, social entrepreneurship, global fellowships, the tech company that he was a part of right uh, i guess you're the, you were the co-founder right if i got that right yes yeah yes, so he was the yes. co-founder of tech company investment banking and finally then trucknetic so his experience lays down the bricks for trucknetic in each and every way and he's explained that beautifully so you you need to understand that when you whenever in life be it in your 30s 40s 50s whatever it is you're bringing something to the table and especially in your startup Yes, you have to start up from the scratch. You have to do a lot of stuff on your own. You cannot get away with that. But what you're bringing on the table from your experience, that is what you really need to find out. And how you can utilize it for your betterment, that's your stuff. So Arham, now I would want uh, to know that how was your family's reaction when you told them that, you know, you want to start something else, do something else. Although similar industry, but not a family business. So how did they come across for this idea and everything,
2: I mean, like it was a surf journey. I mean, like I remember, okay. uh, I'm mean, like my parents, my family, they have been super supportive from uh-huh. the onset of me starting my career. Uh-huh. i mean, like uh, half of my family is into bureaucracy. Uh, I'm mean, like uh, there are ISs, IRSs is in my houses. Right. Uh, apart from my dad, who is into business.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, so 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 my dad's first uh, aspiration was, I also pursue that, uh, you know, bureaucracy route. But uh, once I made it very clear in the beginning uh, of my career uh, professionally that, you know, that's not what I uh, kind of, you know, is excited about, because for me, uh, Saatik, I am always excited about something which has an unlimited upside. And I think right. I can only leverage that through business and entrepreneurship, Right. because you never know where you stop and end at. So, so, so mm. with that sort of a notion, uh, when I kind of clearly stated that, so... I think from the, there onwards, they were 100% supportive of me doing whatever I've been doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, from the nonprofit that I ran uh, in the beginning as a social entrepreneur uh, right. to to kind of uh, doing global fellowships, to mm-hmm. do a field startup and everything they supported me. And I think it was the same thing when I told them that, okay, this is one thing that I've, I'm starting. So, so they, they, they they had like 100% support. And right. they, they also said, like, if you need anything, tell us. I said, <laughs> I just need uh, your blessings, I believe, as of now. Right. And uh, yeah, so 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 they have always been supportive. And I think because of my family, because of my parents, uh, I've been able to achieve, I mean, like 0.0001% so far, what I've aspired for. Uh-huh. But uh, they have been instrumental in whatever I've able to get in my life so far.
1: So Aram, you know, now we understand your entire journey and we have a very clear idea as to like how it's been. So you started out and everything. So, uh, and then you did your mechanical engineering, you did all these things, as I mentioned before, then finally you came into the business. We know that this business blood comes from your parents, right? So a couple of things which we do not know as of now, where did you do your engineering from?
2: I did it from uh, Institute of Technology and Management.
1: I M T. Where?
2: Which city? Uh, it's in a good
1: Okay, that's nice. So, why mechanical engineering? <laughs> uh,
2: so, actually, I had a fascination of, uh, you know, missiles and uh, jet oh, planes. You okay. Know, um, I mean, like, uh, so there were two things that I was curious about. One is that this, and second was to kind of, you know, probably getting into the software side of the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, probably... Uh, I chose the you know the more realistic engineering you know where you can learn things rather than just the coding at you know you know which you can do it you know whenever you want to as well so that's why i kind of you know got into learning you know the mechanical engineering and i did kind of you know did both the things you know during my college itself i did an internship with the hindustan you know hul you know so, where they, uh, you know, they were making, thir- you know, Sukhoi 30 MKIs, you wow. know, the jet planes, mm-hmm. along with Russian government. Right. And I was lucky to do, uh, you know, also sat into one of the Sukhois, you know, uh-huh. during the ground testing. Okay. So, so so that was one of the things. And then the second thing that I did was internship in DRDO, uh, oh. which were into making missiles in, right. in Delhi. So, where I've also helped to, uh, you know, help them to kind of, you know, Make some sort of a uh, computation fluid dynamic model for huh. you know their missiles, and I think that learning is something uh, which kind of I kind of brought along and kind of uh, mm. did a did a research paper and made a model around mm.
3: uh,
2: computational fluid dynamics in laptops. So, mostly you would see laptops, you know, they do get warm up. And specifically in that era when, uh-huh. I'm talking about 2012s. So, uh, so th- there wasn't a solid system through which the air can get into and pass. So, the, the, the microchip can used uh-huh. to get, you know, heated very quickly. Right. So, we had a model to make two fans. Okay. One will be on the left, another one will be on the right. So, right. there would be a clear passage of air.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And which can cool off the, you know, the chips, the motherboard and right. everything into the laptop. Right. So, that you can actually... You know uh keep the laptop on the lap without it heating up
3: uh-huh. otherwise
2: you know you have to keep it on a firm surface where right. the air can pass but because there's a you know the vent you know at the bottom of the laptop through which the air gets out of the system but we changed the location of that vent to the side on the right side of the laptop so so that's that's the research paper which was published by silicon valley and a couple of other you know wow uh, big platforms. So, so i think that that was that's that's how I got into mechanical engineering. Uh, but I never wanted to pursue a job in a mechanical engineering person uh, because I never wanted to be on the shop floor. I just right. wanted to learn the tricks and traits of real engineering. I think and micro uh, mechanical engineering gave me an opportunity to really learn how to make, you know, Everything from a pin to a car. I I also made a Formula F1 car. You know, so you know, in wow. as a part of the big team of 30 people. But uh-huh. yeah, definitely learned that art as well. Made uh-huh. some robots as well. Won the competition. Uh,
1: like uh-huh. okay. We were
2: third among the and I, at one of the competitions at IIT Delhi. You know, mm. we had made that uh, you know uh, ro- Robo Wars uh, right. sort of a robot which huh. you know won the competition which we were third so uh-huh. so those are the things which kind of you know like i wanted to make those real things mm-hmm. yeah uh like we had different cars smaller versions like bigger version you know with with uh with the royal and engine mm-hmm. like a 90 kg car mm-hmm. which we ran as well two different sort of experimentations around the robots right uh so, so those were the things that i was quite keen on missiles and you know uh, HAL in the Aeronautics Limited.
3: I, it, I can't imagine, of, uh,
1: bro. I mean, Alham, this is all so technical, so mechanical, and you've actually done so much. What really triggered the switch in you? In the family business? Mm,
2: uh, I believe it was there at the back of my mind. I believe mm. never have been pushed like, uh, you know, you have to do business. Uh, I think that entrepreneurship bug somehow, you know, encaptured you know, while I started reading a lot. So, I started okay. off with like everybody does, you know, through fiction and, you mm-hmm. know, those stories and probably in between there was a phase when I was reading Chetan Bhagat. Okay. But then <laughs> once you had that sort of, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, comfort and you acclimatized yourself to the reading, I, uh-huh. there was a time in 2019 where I finished like 50 books in a year. Uh, wow. So, 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 uh, so slowly and gradually and also novel says that, you know, you start off by kind of reading and then it becomes a habit and then you do yeah. pick up, you know, automatically from like the crappiest book to, you know, uh, Richard Feynman and, you know, yeah. uh, his theories and then you get into those deep, you know, technical stuff as well, like, like mental models and stuff. So I believe, you yeah. know, very early on uh, in the first first year of college itself, I started reading a lot of autobiographies of entrepreneurs or like oh. biographies. So that helped me to kind of you know see like how an individual has a power to kind of change the world. You know mm-hmm. from Thomas Edison to Jeff Bezos to you know uh, you know Ashley Vance's autobiography of uh, Elon Musk. He is running three companies as a CEO. Right.
1: His
2: his aim is to kind of have a parallel world where people can move between <laughs> Earth and Mars. And like they. Right. We we do figure out that how can we manage two offices or two houses? This ah. guy has. Aspirations to, to kind of you know have two two sort of you know places. One is Earth, and second I is Mars. Know, to I probably know. where he can just you know re- live rest of his years. Uh-huh. <laughs> so 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 with that kind of people with those aspirations, you know, like how uh-huh. he's running successfully Tesla, SpaceX, Hyperloop, and then there's a, another company in solar. So 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 those are the aspirations that has helped me to kind of you know mm-hmm. think about you know. Business, you know, where you can just solve the real world problems and be at it, and that right. and that that bug has helped me to kind of you know today start off my entrepreneurship journey. I
1: get that. I get that. So that means your life has been very happening, or I'm very happening. I don't know. I mean, since college, you've been doing so much stuff. So tell me, did you in your college know that there will be a day you're gonna be a businessman, or did you were you like? going with the flow what was it like
2: i was going with the flow i you know one of the things that i have uh, come to make a peace with uh uh-huh. that you know uh, in the beginning i always used to think about destinations and then taking eight different and different journeys to reach that destination right. but then you know something happened you know during during my college itself uh-huh. where I've stopped looking into the destinations altogether because there were some beautiful journeys that were there
3: uh-huh. that I wanted
2: to continue the journey, uh-huh. leaving behind the destination. So I, I led that approach and it's it's reaping the fruits uh, whatsoever I have been able to so far. So because I never stuck myself to kind of, you know, okay, I have this destination mind, I become, want to become a mechanical engineer and then I want to work for Tesla. I had no aspirations like that. i had aspirations of me becoming a lifelong learner to continuously revamp my life to absorb as much as i can to kind of you know carve a better version of my own self so these were the few things that i was focused about and was on to the journey that was going towards So I was uh, inclined towards empowering people who didn't have, you know, a lot of opportunities. I remember one instance why I picked social entrepreneurship is because Uh. I was playing uh, tennis and one of my friends told me to kind of, you know, uh, do some sort of a social service uh, Mm. in one of the engines. I said, no, why should I waste my time doing that? Mm. I'm playing tennis and I love the sport and I don't want to waste my three hours. But he kind somehow cajoled me and coaxed me to go and you know be, be there and it was mere usher job where you just need to usher the people so i got to know there's a foundation which was organizing a music and dance competition from the for uh-huh. the orphans i interacted with a lot of people over there i mean like, there were innovations for me to kind of talk to them but you know these were kids you know of different ages and those often and one uh-huh. of the one of the kids told me that he wants to become a mechanical engineer and uh, i know i exactly remember that i knew in my mind that i don't want to pursue a job after that and he wanted to legit become a mechanical engineer and want to get into the automobile industry right so i felt that over here i am wasting an opportunity because though i'll be learning a lot out of here but i'm not pursuing a job which probably a degree can help me to do mm. whereas this guy who doesn't know where how to get there to become an engineer because he mm. don't have any of, enough resources and somehow my journey started from there i'm mean, like i I felt that, okay, I would want to kind of, you know, make a mark in, you know, somebody's life, not just by kind of, you know, providing them the money or whatever, just make them mm-hmm. capable enough to kind of provide for themselves. And that's that. that's the notion that I still have today that I'm I'm helping out the drivers, I'm helping out the, mm-hmm. you know, truck owners, not just by giving them, you know, a few bucks or, but actually trying to empower them, you know, in a way that they can become self-sustainable. Wow. So my social entrepreneurship journey started from there, you know, while I was doing mechanical engineering. So it was a coincidence again. (laughs) So, so I let myself open to ideas. I, I never kind of, you know, have fixated thoughts in my mind that, okay, Mm. this is how I'm going to do things. Uh, I always went with the flow. I, I stuck to those beautiful journeys and never, you know, like, I like, you know, Anra Kashif sort of a version, you know, in a movie Uh, where uh. he never says cut. Right. Because you know the the kind of things that he capture, post what he wants. He's supposed to in the in the script.
3: Ah, you
2: know, is where the most of the action happens, and that's right. what really echoes with the people. So, right. so that's that's how I think about my life. True. There's a saying that karna ho, or, jise 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 kar rahe ho. So, so that's what I believe in. Truly. My God,
1: and and, and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the way you remember this. Shairi, right, you would be into Shero Shairis and all those yeah. stuff, right? Because, I mean, unless someone is into such things, they won't remember such Shero Shairis like this. Are you or are you not?
2: Yes,
1: I am. Okay, so. Uh, 100%. Okay, so, so do you write also or do, like is it just. Uh...
2: I do try out. So, uh, okay. I have a pen name called from Aziz. Aziz is uh, okay. lovely in Urdu. Uh-huh. uh i made myself to learn what do and in the process of learning uh farsi which is Persian, right. the language i i know how to write read do. so i do some of my writings i love poetry i love share uh shares shyri uh-huh. ghazals nasr
1: uh
2: um, oh, nice. and you know nazms and all that stuff so i mean like those nice. are really really Right, which me. excites Rad me. Khan, uh,
1: Rahat Patele Khan Rahat Fatehli Khan is a Singh. Right.
2: M- These are more like singers right. I I, uh, I like them as well but right. they recite but I like more more of people who have written those more content it, like it was, uh, right. uh, Mirza Ghali probably Mirza Ghali, you know, okay. of, uh, right, you know right, definitely. Ka- Rahat Indori was another one who we mm. recently lost due to COVID uh, right. there are so many in between as well My Niamh, God Niamh, man Niamh,
1: how do you manage your time? Like knowing all of this. And if you're into this, I'm pretty sure you would be into some other art form also. Like, do you dance? Do you play musician or what? Art? No,
2: no, I don't dance. I'm like a way. I think I am a way bad dancer. Okay. Uh, I can hardly move my limbs. Okay. <laughs> uh, But yeah, definitely. I'm, I do have a Western interest in music. I love okay. to listen to music, all kinds. Uh-huh. Gazelles are my favorite, you know, okay. uh, Sufi songs, uh, Alternate rock is another thing that I listen Jazz, nice. to, jazz. Uh, bit, uh, I play a bit of uh, classical piano. So,
3: uh-huh. I, uh,
2: so, so that's one musical instrument I've picked up uh, uh-huh. quite late in my life, you know, post my uh, investment banking stint. But uh-huh. I'm on it. Uh, and I, at times, and it's for myself to be very honest. So I'm I, like, I just play and, yeah, and just, you know, some few chope to mozart to beethoven pieces you know wow. that's what i
1: love that's 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 it
2: helps me to calm down it helps me to it manage. does i DJs know
1: it, it does i know it's, i know it's it does so
2: meditative at
1: times do you meditate also
2: yeah i try to I am mean, like i started that you know using uh, uh-huh. this uh, headspace app you know right. during the first lockdown and uh, i think i i am doing it on and off i and need to be more regular with it but, uh-huh. uh, yeah I, yeah
1: i do use it nice quite frequently <laughs> that's that's nice yeah that's nice so Arham, we have a very deep I, I i don't know i i shouldn't say very deep because probably the way uh you've been talking i guess we can be talking for i don't know how many more hours and i can you know know so much more about you because you've got so many vested interests and probably i should be organizing another podcast with you wherein we can talk about these interests and how are these helping you become the person you are in terms of an entrepreneur and everything for that matter so that's something that i really look forward to in the upcoming times but uh if i say in the overall picture we've got a very clear understanding as to how you have become the person that you are and what all events have left led to that so your school uh ah, just like which, which school were you went to
2: i went to apj school
1: apj that's nice so the schooling definitely played a role then the Gurgaon Engineering College, your internships at HUL, DRDO, then uh, a social entrepreneur. Also,
2: the Stanford University, I need to mention that as well. I was uh, selected for the entrepreneurship program and uh, I completed that in 2020. Just uh, like, I are you talking
1: about the sometime. seed entrepreneurship program that they kind of?
2: No, 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 not the seed entrepreneurship. There's a, a, a selective entrepreneurship program where I'm okay. sitting next to the CEO of uh, Escorts.
1: Oh my so, God. Seriously? Yes. Can anyone um, apply yeah, to it? Exactly. Can I apply to it?
2: No, I mean, like, uh, it's not uh, invitation. Uh, it's it's by invitation.
1: Oh, know, my God. What you
2: have been able to do in life. I mean, like, you can definitely do, uh, I don't know, I mean, like, there's no application as such. Uh-huh. It's more like them choosing you, I believe, and then,
1: my God. then the process
2: starts from there.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You, you, I, you're kind of giving me goals Ana, but honestly, that's guys, give me a better word. I don't know. Give me a better word. For Ana. Oh, my God. That's I don't know. I don't. I don't want to copy Gita from dance and your dance, but let's let's keep let's stick to insane. aram that's insane. So, so all those things done, and then you're finally entrepreneurship stunt. We have a very clear like you know timeline to your <clears throat> entrepreneurship stunt. Aram and honestly, you're doing a very great job with the business that you're building up, and how you're helping all these people. Uh, I, I just you know want to be a part of it the way in any small way I can be and help these people that would be really really great and these stories are really amazing and I wish you best of luck for the upcoming times and guys before I wrap up I mean I must say I've, I've already said a lot and as I said I might not remember but you have to pick up so many things from Aram like legit so so many things and one thing that I would say that uh Having these different kinds of hobbies, right? Well, wherein you dance, if you dance, if you play something, if you read, reading is definitely one of them. I try to read, but I keep going on and off because of the work. But uh, reading and listening to podcasts. And Arham has mentioned that he listens to Novel Avikant. He's a great podcast, a great life lesson. You should listen to him out. So, uh, podcasts, dancing, meditation, uh, r- uh, poems, all these stuff they help you become a better and some, and somehow they give a different perspective to life am i right or I mean, I, I mean that's what it, i feel what what's your feeling it about it it
2: absolutely does uh, like, uh, if you would see sarthak that going forward you know ah. people you know these big organizations are also not hiring people mm. from one set domain you know liberal um, right. arts is go to option for them nowadays considering that you know mm-hmm. you know like you know because it helps internally to kind of you know uh, club a lot of things today you know like right. uh, Having multiple sort of you know uh, nuances about one thing, you know, because you don't have uh, you you aren't wearing one lens, you know, you are seeing mm. the problem from multiple angles. For example, in trucknetic, we aren't just seeing the business opportunity that's there; we are also seeing that social angle. Mm. We are seeing that you know there's room for empowerment of you know these truck drivers and small feed right. owners. Uh, we can think about from an ecosystem point of view and definitely you know these skills help like for example you know learning a different language helps you to become more rational and logical you know because your brain right. cells you know helps you to kind of you know you know you are constantly giving a new task to your brain to kind of you know being better you know when you learn language like for example I started learning Urdu in 2016 when I was like close to
3: 27
2: right. so so uh so so when when you learn these skills at later age you you do tend to kind of you know challenge your mind A lot of like learning piano when i was mm. uh, 29 so so uh, so so these are the things which i i believe strongly that
1: mm. comes
2: uh, to life you know in one way or another as right. you know steve jobs have also said that like, you cannot connect dots looking forward you have to connect
1: looking uh, so, backward
2: right? yes you have to look backwards to connect that so i mean right. like in the hindsight things make sense probably mm-hmm. when you're doing it it's not for a particular reason. Mm-hmm. And also, I think uh, since we have mentioned uh, Nabil Ravikant, one of the things that he mentions beautifully is the right. specific knowledge. Ah. Specific knowledge is something that you do out of interest. Right. I mean, like everybody does. Everybody has that sort of a knowledge. Every Everybody has some sort of a nuance and uh, everybody has some sort of a vested interest to do something. You know, if they would identify that as a strength and continue mm-hmm. building something on that, mm-hmm. nobody can beat them in that. So it's just about, you know, you understanding and figuring out your specific knowledge and working towards it. I think that's one thing that I believe people should do more often, that unfair advantage that everybody Mm. has, but Mm. they need to pick it their own. Like, for example, today, probably somebody, uh, you know, cannot, you know, be me or somebody cannot be like Sarthak, like you, Mm. because the experiences that we have collated in the past it's not something that we have thought of
3: mm.
2: it's just happened to us and we are just leveraging out of it right oh, yeah. like the strengths that we have the experiences we had in the past the cool. journeys we lived so, so 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 we need to figure out like what we are what we are good at what we aren't and uh kind of double click onto that so i believe you know rather than thinking about we, you know kind of you know uh working on your weaknesses one should definitely double down on their strengths
1: that's great yeah that's again a learning guys that you got from Uh so you need to pick that up as well work on your strengths with that said Aram we have covered everything I don't think so I would there's something that's left that I would want to ask you as of now so with that said we are at the end of the podcast right and I want to thank you so much that you came on the show it's been a pleasure talking to you knowing you, learning from you and yes it's an amazing task that you're doing guys I cannot say that say enough that if you want a truck, you know where to go to. I mean, legit, you really know. In De- Delhi, NCR, uh, North or oh, North India, West India, half an hour time to get a truck is pretty damn good. Believe me, that's really good. You don't have to plan a day before that. Okay, I need to shift tomorrow. Where the hell am I going to get a t- truck from? No, you just need to get to Trucknetic. And also, Arham, I would be waiting for the application on the Apple App Store. I'm a Apple guy.
2: Yeah, sure, definitely. <laughs> I'm an Apple guy too, so I carry another phone just to test out my applications.
1: <laughs> I, I can understand that, I can understand that. But thank you so much, Arham, for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to seeing you sometime and learning more from you. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a very uh, high level and, you know, intellectual conversation and I really look forward to it.
2: Thanks, and thanks for the opportunity that I could be able to present myself and uh, I mean, it was a lovely experience and I think you have asked all the right questions, you, must into the, you know, through the through your questions it was quite open-ended so I loved every minute of it. And it all further instilled, you know, like again, quoting Nawal Ravikant, you know, like how, why he wants to do the tweets or the podcast right. is not for people or spreading the knowledge, it's to reinstill that these are the things that he believes in. One hundred percent. So I think, you know, uh, this, you know, podcast really helped me as well to further kind of, you know, have my thoughts reinstilled that this is who I am, this is the person, uh, uh you know, this is uh these are the beliefs that i do kind of you know follow so so thank you for that as well
1: thank you so much uh, aram that's really sweet of you and i'm glad that i could do something like that it really means a lot to me thank you so much aram for coming i'll definitely see you soon bye-bye
0: i hope that you're able to take back something insightful from this podcast and apply it in your life to be a better version of yourself and add to your dhandani search If you know someone whom you think should feature on my podcast and has a very inspiring entrepreneurial journey, then do drop me a DM on my Instagram. S-A-R-T-H-A-K-V-A-R-S-H-N-E-Y. Sartak Varshney. Yeah, that's me. I'm the founder of SV Clicks and SV Clicks is the producer of this show. You can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn as well with the same name. If you're willing to listen to more of such unheard, inspiring stories of the entrepreneurs, then don't forget to follow us by pressing that follow button on your podcast screen. Thank you for being such an amazing audience. Keep learning, keep growing. We'll be back soon. See ya.